This is Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine, the most listened to podcast for parents by parents. Hey there, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Back Talk, the talk show for Black parents. And today we have Stephanie Humphrey. She is a tech life specialist, and she's going to teach us everything we know to be on top of our teens, because you know they're smarter than us. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you're here. Now, I read a statistic that said that African-American teens are online more than white teens. According to the study from Pew Research Center, they said 34 percent of African-American teens report going online almost constantly, as do 32 percent of Hispanic teens and only 19 percent of white teens report being online that often. So this is a big deal for our children. Um, one of the things that I always say to students, to my kids, you know, is that if you say it, it doesn't stay around forever. But if you put it online, that's right. It might. So and uh, I just want to kind of make that point because you have a seminar for students that helps them understand the consequences of their behavior. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that first? Absolutely. It's called Till Death Do You Tweet. And, and it and it focuses on just what you said. The stuff that you post stays there forever. There's always a way to recover information. There's always a way to find something from years ago. So it uh, we we frame it in the context of a student's personal brand brand first. And then we talk about what could happen to that brand if you're not managing it responsibly uh, through social media, texting, sexting, and those types of things. And then we give them tips on how to do that, what their profile should look like, what their picture should look like, what they should be posting to try to uh, maintain a positive personal brand online. So uh, it, it runs that whole gamut. And then there's a companion seminar for parents that also helps them understand where their kids are online, the networks, the apps, the different things that they're using right now um, technically, but then it also helps them understand those same types of consequences. Parents understand those things uh, any more than kids do mostly because to their personal brands as well. Um, and then it gives the parents resources that they can use to start that conversation and keep that conversation going with their with their kids about how they can manage and, and be a more responsible digital citizen, really. No, that's that's amazing. It's very much needed. Uh, kids don't realize today that is so important to protect your brand when you're going to apply for colleges, when you're applying right. for a job. They check all of these things now. It's that's nothing right. private. You know, emails aren't private anymore. Nothing's private. So just let's go back a bit and tell me a little bit about how you got into this. How did you do this? So, um it, are we good? I saw a, a notification. Yeah, I'm just looking and trying to see. Yeah, I don't know why. I'm just looking, checking now. I'm just letting them know. Everything else seems to be working on this end. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's their end, but just let's just keep going. Hopefully we can figure it out because mm -hmm. our end shows everything is good. I can hear you. Okay. You can hear me. So, yeah, let's just keep going and hopefully okay. everything is good. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah. So I was an engineer for a number of for a number of years. That's what my background and education and training is in. Um, I got a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in engineering, and uh, got out of that business altogether to get into the entertainment industry. So did a few different things around that, but then in 2011, sort of brought the two things together and started building my brand as a tech life expert. And basically, all I do is help people understand how technology makes their lives easier. And about five years ago. I sort of put this whole thing together. I think I was calling it what happens on the internet stays on the internet uh, at the time, but um, it was something that I could do for my friends that uh, were principals or school administrators or teachers when they asked me to come in and speak to their students. I thought that this content was a little more relevant and important than just uh, kind of your typical career day talk or or talk about what you do when you you know for a living and what you wanted to be when you grew up and all and those things are important but I really felt like I wanted to be able to have something um, that I could provide that was relevant uh, to what the kids were going through at the time so um, about two years ago I sort of rebranded it and got a little more serious about marketing it and 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 providing this information because I was getting such great feedback from teachers and, and administrators that, oh my God, our kids need this so much. And so I put, uh, kind of really put some effort into getting it out there and, and it's been working out great so far. Well, that's fun. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad uh, for you and you've had such great success and, uh, you're doing so well. Let's touch a little bit on the cyberbullying because that's a big deal. My own daughter went through that where it went from cyberbullying oh. to, um, for someone she didn't even know to someone who actually found where she lived at the time. She was an adult and wow. uh, they actually had, we had to go through everything from getting attorney general involved, everything. So, but now in schools, it's different because you have um, this cyberbullying is happening 24 hours a day where when I used to go to school, I got bullied maybe <laughs> if I showed up for school uh, for that time period. But then, then now it follows kids home and it's like exactly, constant. exactly. And that's what I help students understand. It's one thing to, you know, pick on somebody in the lunchroom and then that's kind of the, the end of it. But when it's 24 hours a day and when it can potentially be thousands of people. That's the thing that kids don't understand. Sure, you may make a comment or upload a, a fight video to a platform thinking that only the, the 10 people that you know, you're friends with are gonna see it, but millions of people can potentially see this and pile on to that student and nobody's equipped to deal with that sort of uh, feedback and criticism and, and those sorts of comments. So um, it, it's just a matter of helping them be aware of where it could go because I don't think students understand where it could go once it lives online. It's not just about you and that one person that you have a beef with. It, you're, you're involving now the entire internet potentially. Absolutely. And it's such a sensitive age with teens um, to be bullied in the first place, but then to do it constantly and in large groups. Um, that that really that, that hurts as a parent because um, you know you can only do but so much. So let's talk about getting into like sexting. I know it's like sensitive topic, but this is something that I, it just blows my mind. Like I would not expect my good little girls at the time <laughs> to be involved with this. And I think that's a lot of parents' mindset. They're like, oh, not my child. Right. So tell me what your experience has been with, with sexting. And yeah, they, they're doing it. So <laughs> <laughs> 
is if they're not doing it themselves and sending pictures themselves, they may have had pictures sent to them or they know someone who, you know, sent some pictures to somebody. Or I spoke at a high school uh, uh, last year and they, they brought me in specifically because they had an incident in their cafeteria where all of the students had their airdrop enabled on their iPhones. And, and for anybody watching that doesn't know what AirDrop is, it's it's a way to transfer pictures or contacts or content wirelessly between iPhones. And if you have your AirDrop on, any other phone within the range of that AirDrop that has their phone turned on will also get that content. So somebody sent the nude to someone else, but you know, hundreds of other students in that cafeteria had their AirDrop turned on, so they all got the picture. And you know, what I think students don't understand is number one, you can still go to jail for that. Like there are 37 states that don't have specific laws for minors as it relates to sexting. So if you get caught for this, if you're sending something to somebody and that person's parent decides they want to take it further and, and press charges, there are 37 states where you can still go to jail. You can still have to add your name to the sex offender registry list. You know, there's a young boy, um, I believe his name is LeVar Allen in Louisiana, who is dealing with this right now because he sent some pictures to a girl, her dad didn't appreciate it, and he took it further, you know, than I think anybody would expect it to go for just two kids that were, you know, experimenting. And so I, you know, I try to help young people understand that this is not a game, you know, there are real legal consequences to sexting if you get caught, you know, usually it will be, you know what, kids are going to be kids and, and, it, and it could get thrown out. And there are 13 states that have addressed that issue, but it's still a misdemeanor, even in those 13 states. So you're still dealing with court time and the parents have to take off work to go down to, you know, the magistrate and figure it all out. And maybe you're getting suspended for a couple of days because of this. So there's still a lot involved, uh, even in those states that aren't going to treat it as a felony. Um, there's still a lot involved. But, you know, worst case scenario, your life is ruined because once you're on that you know, sex offender registry, you're, you're on that list forever. And it follows you around and it affects your ability to where you can live, what you can do for a living. And so it, the seriousness of it, I don't think gets explained enough to children and to parents. And, and that's what I try to do with my seminar. That's absolutely why your work is so important because they definitely don't think about it at no, all. At all. Um, and some of the know. questions that I get when I get to that part of the seminar, you know, some of the quicker they, they give me these hypothetical scenarios. Well, what if someone <laughs> sent and they, but you didn't ask for it. And, you know, they, they start trying to do all these mm -hmm. gymnastics, these logistical gymnastics to try to absolve themselves of culpability for it. And at the bottom line of all of it is if it's on your phone, it's your responsibility. So either delete it immediately. If you don't want to be, you know, held liable, tell a parent, tell a teacher, tell somebody because if it's on your phone, it's your responsibility. So what I hear is that parents need to have another type of talk with their, <laughs> their children because this is new world stuff. This is not like stuff yeah, we had to even think about like, okay, so my child now can go to jail for being curious because of technology um, being enabled, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's really just mind blowing for a parent. So it is. Uh, parents, it is. if you're listening out there, this is, you, you need to have a different type of talk right now. Um, I know I've seen my students as a teacher in high school, I've seen students um, not necessarily with sexting, but 
whenever there's a fight, the first thing that happens is they all pull out their cell phones and they all record it. And I know in school, if they get caught posting the fight, they could get suspended. So that's another talk with your kids. And we and we talk about that in the seminar as well, because I show a lot of different news clips of things like that happen. And just recently, mm-hmm. a 10 year old killed herself. Um, I, I can't recall the young lady's name, but and it was because she got in a fight and somebody posted that fight to the Musical.ly app. And again, you don't think about the fact that there are tens of thousands of people watching this and and that humiliation and that embarrassment that a 10 year old now has to deal with. So, you know, I kind of put it back on the students because it is your responsibility. It's like, are you sure that you're going to be okay with the idea that you may have had a hand in somebody's suicide? Because that's where we're at right now. You know, you, you don't think that posting that video is a big deal. You only think your friends are going to see it and ha ha ha, look, she got beat up, whatever. But you got to give yourself those couple seconds before you post that photo or that video and say, you know, maybe maybe this person isn't equipped to handle what could happen because of me posting this video. Maybe, um, you know, on any other given day, they would be okay with it. But this day, they just had so much going on and all of the pressures and everything else. Like, this could be that one thing that sends that person over the edge. And you have to decide if you're willing to live with that in your spirit um, with the idea that you may have had um, a hand in somebody killing themselves. Because that's where we're at. Because that's what kids are doing when people post these fight videos, you're humiliating these kids to a level where they don't feel like they can go on anymore. So, um, you know, I don't over-exaggerate when I say that needs to be the conversation that parents have with their young people. Like, are you okay with that? You know, think about what could happen if this person killed themselves because you posted this video, honestly. And 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 we're at a, at a point in, in time and in society where that's the that's the trade-off and that's the, that's the decision that needs to be made before those things go up online so um it's it's serious business out here it's serious business parents have a lot of work they got a lot of work ahead of them as, as it relates to their young people and their smartphones but but this is where we are absolutely and i imagine as things keep changing we're going to have to keep up and and find <laughs> out what's next so what is it i mean it got to be something out there uh, in addition to these things that is next like what don't we know about like is there something parents should be on the lookout for next like what are what are we, what are we missing what don't we know <laughs> uh, uh, it, unfortunately it seems like a lot of parents don't know a lot and and that's the, that's going to need to shift as well it's like i get it Trust me, I do this for a living and there's always something new that I'm trying to keep up with. Like, oh, my God, they're doing this now. You know, I'm just as shocked Mm. as everybody else at where technology is going and how far it's going. But um, we are all really going to as adults in general, we are all going to have to do our part to become more informed. If you're not on Instagram and you're not following your child, you need to get an Instagram account and follow your child. You know, if you're not on Facebook or if you just think, oh, my God, this social media, I just can't. You got to You got to do it. I mean, it it, it, it is just one more thing that goes into raising a kid these days. You know, what I mean, you just you have to be aware of 
what they're doing and and be managing that as well. They don't need to be on their smartphone 24 hours a day. They really don't. You know, at nine o'clock, those phones should be off and they shouldn't be in the bedrooms with them. And there should be some sort of um, understanding between you and your child about how, you know, what type of digital usage is allowed and, and is not allowed. So, um, you know, it, it's really on all of us to, you know, show them some options to always being connected because there's a whole big world out here still, you know, even though it doesn't seem like it. So uh, we have to do that work of, of making sure that we're informed and we're up, up to date with, you know, the latest and greatest. And, uh, and, and we have to help them understand that that's not a world they need to live in 24 hours a day. Absolutely. I know in the past they used to say, don't leave computers in the room or have them in your child's room. But now you have smartphones, you have iPads, you have watches, you have everything that keeps them connected Mm -hmm. to technology. So not having those things in the room at night probably is a really good idea. Are there any other parental controls that parents should be doing automatically? Like what's like the the go-to thing that we need to do? Definitely whatever is on there on the phone itself, like most smartphones have some sort of parental control that you can enable at a minimum, just so that they can't spend money in the app store or the Google Play store. You should have some sort of lock on that and and, and what they can download and what they can buy uh, within app purchases. Just, you know, prevent them from spending all your money up, number one. But then, you know, if there are different websites or different types of content, like I know on iPhones, you can block uh, explicit content content in the movies and the music and the apps that they uh, engage with on the on the phone. So uh, you can do at a bare minimum, you know, most phones have some sort of parental control built into the software of the phone. So you can enable that. If you need to go a little bit further than that, Net Nanny is a really great resource. It's software that you can download to the phones, to all the phones, so that you are aware of what your kid is doing on their phone literally 24 hours a day. Um, so it, if it comes to that and if you and if you think you have a kid that you need to really be keeping track of, there is software out there that that can do that. Oh, I like that net nanny. That sounds pretty interesting. I'm going to actually look into that and see what that's all about. Now, uh, just to touch on a little bit, you know, everyone's wondering how the the uh, net neutrality lift will hurt or help parents or children or where is it going? And um, it's such a. Uh, a mystery right now. Like how, we know we're going to probably end up paying more for the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that it's probably going to be, you know, a la carte section out. Um, exactly. But how do you think this might affect kids or how it will affect the parents? What do we need to look out for for ours? What you know so far? I, I think that idea of tiered service is what we're mm-hmm. probably going to see sooner rather than later. Um, so I think it may actually benefit uh, kids in a sense um, to where they may not all be on social media 24 hours a day because mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents are probably not going to pay for whatever that because there will most likely be a social media tier that is an mm-hmm. add-on to the basic internet service just like you have basic cable and then you pay for HBO and and all that social media will most likely be a premium tier that gets added on to your basic internet service so there are probably going to be a lot of parents that just can't afford to pay for that or just aren't going to do it because it's like I'm not paying extra money just so my kid can be on 
Instagram. So it may end up sort of reversing a lot of what we've seen because right now the genie is just completely out of the bottle. And, um, you know, this may end up reversing a little bit of that because there will probably be more kids that won't be able to access social networks because of net neutrality. I can see that. I definitely can see that happening. So tell us where we can find you online. What's your website? You can check me out at tellbethdoyoutweet.com. I'm taking uh, signups now for the online course for parents that's launching this month. And for anybody who's watching, the first 10 uh, folks that register will get a discount. Awesome. Thank you for that. And you're also on Twitter. That's where I found you. Yeah, I'm at, <laughs> I'm at Tech Life Steph all across the web, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, okay. Tech Life Steph. And on Instagram, I do a 60 second tech break every Wednesday at 3 p.m. So a little nugget that you can use and and incorporate into your life every week. Well, Stephanie, thank you for coming on Back Talk, the talk show for black parents. If you're watching, be sure to follow us on social media. We're also at Black Parenting One all across the web. Uh, we were the first Black Parenting magazine in the nation. So you can find us at Black Parenting One on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Until next time, we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Back Talk by Successful Black Parenting Magazine. We'll see you soon.